everybody. This is Sandcast Beach Volleyball with uh, an absent Triborn uh, out in Hawaii. The time difference is a little bit too much. Uh, but today we have uh, someone who spent a good deal of time in Hawaii. We have Miss Julia Scholes coming on the show. How are we doing, Julia? Doing great. Happy to be here. Yeah, happy to have you on. You, uh, you've had a really interesting last, like, well, I mean, last several years, but this last like year and a half in particular has been pretty fascinating going from Hawaii and then transferring to SC and then having kind of a year delay uh, at SC. Um, and now you're, but you're back in school now. Um, so is it, is, is like life being somewhat normalized? Um, I wouldn't say normalized, but I feel like I've gotten used to the new normal. Like I found a routine that kind of works for me. It's not necessarily the sense of a routine where it's every day is the same thing, but I'm okay with like every day being different. But as long as I get what I want to do done in the day. Um, yeah, but yeah. it's awesome to be here and just have, like we talked about before you press play the roommate situation has been awesome so just getting to spend quality time with good friends and also train which has been nice since we live close to the beach so. yeah so where uh, I know you so you're off campus how far away are you from like I'm guessing the closest would be Hermosa or maybe Manhattan yeah so we're like 30 minutes away okay it's not too bad but definitely yeah. drive <laughs> <laughs> yeah are you guys allowed to be practicing on campus right now no we're not so apparently okay. we got approval from the county but usc is doing its own protocol with bringing sports back okay. um, just so that they can manage numbers and like the different teams that have priority whose seasons are coming up and stuff like that okay that's really interesting because i've seen videos of uh, lmu and they're practicing so i didn't know but i know that pepperdine can't practice um, and I guess you guys can't practice. I know that I've seen the UCLA girls down at like Huntington sometimes. I feel like everyone's just scrambling, finding a way to get some touches in. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we've actually gotten together a few times down at the beach, all of our team trying to do it on a more consistent basis. Yeah. And then, yeah just to see everyone and play together and like get some quality reps in. Yeah. And it, I mean, it seems like you've uh, done a pretty good job of able to getting some reps in. I know you and Haley played in one Wapaka, which congratulations again, by the way. Thank you. Um, and then you got uh, another dub out in Myrtle Beach, what, two two weekends ago? Yeah, I think two weekends ago. Awesome. So how, um, I mean, how tough has it been for you, like getting into a, a brand new environment in Southern California? Like what was at the time the best place to play beach volleyball? And then we weren't allowed to play beach volleyball here. <laughs> Uh, yeah. How tough has it been for you to kind of make that adjustment at what is already a difficult one, like transferring for just one year, but you had to do it in these really bizarre times? Yeah, so I wasn't out here when beach volleyball wasn't allowed. So I was in New York for most of the summer, which okay. there's no beach volleyball besides an hour and away, this place called Sharkies, which is actually like an amazing spot. And like Jim Nichols, he used to play on the tour. Okay. Like a while back so he owns that place and I'll drive down like maybe two or three times a week but it's definitely a day trip so that's kind of how I train for Wapaka and then um there like obviously like we practiced a day before and then played in the tournament and then coming out here was it happened in August 
And then like right when I was out here, I already knew Haley and we just kind of hit the ground running with like finding people to practice with and like setting up our own schedule. And so honestly, like it hasn't been a crazy challenge Yeah. Um, just because like we have each other and if like we can't find another team, it's still um, good to get reps, just the two of us or like even sand workouts and conditioning, just like staying in shape and knowing that like this will look different than what it normally looks like for everyone and being okay with that, but like still putting our heads down and working as much and as hard as we can with the circumstances Mm -hmm. and not having that be like a crutch as to why we can't do something or um why well obviously abide by the guidelines like you shouldn't say like you shouldn't do it if it's like not healthy for or safe for others around you but like you can there's no excuse to not do a workout in your living room you know that's your home like you can do it so we've been doing like a lot of at-home workouts and then socially distanced like stuff (laughs) at the beach Um, when we're with others but like obviously we live together so yeah. yeah. I know uh, when I saw you and, and Haley in Wapaka, you were like, so stoked. Obviously you won and that's like a bucket list or tournament to win. Um, and you, you were like, this is the first time I've won anything. And it just <laughs> happened to be like the biggest one of the year. I mean, how fun was that for you to, especially the way you'd been training in New York? Like how fun was it to just like first tournament with Haley and your first win? Like you guys, you vibed right away. Yeah, it was honestly crazy and like still a surreal moment. And I just kind of went into the weekend with like the mindset of like, I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful that there's a tournament happening. I'm grateful for an able body to even compete with. So like, I was not expecting to win at all. I still kind of <laughs> like uh, how that happened because there are just so many like really good teams there, including your wife, Delaney, who's <laughs> just like, what it was just amazing. Um, so yeah, like training in New York wasn't really, like I definitely could have been um, training more hardcore, but I kind of took that opportunity as like, okay, I'm going to be in California in the fall. I'm with my family now. So I wasn't like in super uh, training, like a super training mindset. So I kind of went into the weekend, like I don't feel prepared, Yeah. (laughs) but like, I want to get to know my roommate. Like I want to be active. I want to have fun. Um, And so I think like, not having like pressure or expectations really was a learning point in that as well because it freed up my playing it freed up just like the fun we were able to have and like that's the whole point of the sport anyways is like if you don't love it why why are you doing it yeah so it was just like a good reminder like have fun while you're doing it don't yeah. put expectations because yeah it's it's pointless and maybe, I mean, maybe you found the ticket to success. Just train a little off and on in New York and bam, win Wapaka. <laughs> I don't think the lack of training was. The- <laughs> All right, so maybe we won't prescribe that system then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but what you mentioned that you're kind of able to get back into a routine. Um, what's like your day-to-day looking like right now? And I guess when did you kind of settle into that? Because I know that obviously it's been a little, a little different uh, this year than in past. Yeah. So I, I'm in graduate school now, so that's been an adjustment, but it's been super cool to do, be doing a program that I really am interested in and love instead of taking like random jet eds that you're like, why am I taking this? I have, (laughs) um, so I actually only have two classes a week and those are Wednesday and Thursday at night. 
and they're like yeah. three hours long. So it's a chunk of time, but that frees up like our week and Haley's on the same schedule. So for each day, it kind of switches the times of like when we're working out and when we're training on the beach, but we try to train five days a week on the sand, like with another team or with like a group setting. And then we try to work out as well, like five times a week. And then we vary whether that's like arm day, strength, endurance training. Like um, I actually have these videos that my friend, um, she works, well, she doesn't work there, but she loves this place called Burn Boot Camp, And it's kind of popular okay. on the East Coast. And they created like online videos since quarantine. And they're about like 45, 50 minutes but like they get you good (laughs) and you need like minimal equipment and like minimal space. So they're perfect for this kind of like setting where we're like, we don't feel comfortable going outside of our apartment to work out or run in the street because it's just not like the best area. Right. Um, So yeah. So we stay inside, like do one of those workouts and then train on the beach, like pretty much every day. Let's say that's 10 workouts a week, five days on the beach and, and five burn boot camps. <laughs> you guys are going to be fit. I mean, some, yeah, it's, it's still, we're still have like a good balance of rest and then also um, the workouts. Yeah. So I like be honest with like skating the line of like overtraining and then um, recovery and rest. Yeah. Do you guys know what the schedule is going to look like like have you talked to dane or any like has the ncaa said anything at all about what the spring might look like or are you guys just kind of training and being ready for whatever may come yeah so from what like i've heard so far like there it's going to be normal but i don't know that so i think right. everything feels so up in the air that it's like we're hoping for a normal season normal dates just obviously like adjusting to this off season and training and um, in that sense, but we're hoping that things will become more normal, like once 2020 is over, just like the drop of the ball on New Year's. It's like, and everything's normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the weird year is turned off. Everyone can resume. <laughs> <laughs> Has it been, um, I mean, obviously with the way that you're training right now, it doesn't seem like it's impacted like motivation at all, but I know a lot of, um, like my friends who play like AVP qualifiers and stuff, like a lot of them have just stopped playing entirely because there's nothing really to train for. But it seems like you've taken the opposite route. I was curious, like how the the motivational aspect has been with how much uncertainty there is with what competition may or may not be coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't really analyzed like my motivation. Like I haven't had yeah. a question about it, but now that I'm thinking about it, I would say that I'm not necessarily like looking into the future. Like I'm just looking into like the 24 hours ahead of me and then looking back on my past, I know what it's been like to like literally not be able to compete or work out or do any of that because of like concussions and um, it affecting like my heart rate and so many random things. And then also when I used like the transition, when I first switched to beach volleyball it was so hard that like I didn't enjoy the sport. And now I abs- like, I love the sport. And then um, I know my goals in the long term with this and I don't see COVID around for like the next five years. And that doesn't change my goals for like the next five years. So I feel like I'm kind of exactly where I want to be doing exactly what I want to be doing. Yeah. And, I just am like every day I'm like 
let's get after it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Um, There's a couple different directions we could take. I kind of want to start with that. Like you mentioned long-term goals, or at least the next, you know, five, six years. Um, Where do you kind of, what are you shooting for? Uh, Because it seems like you're, you're on this beach path uh, kind of through and through here. Yeah. So since I was like a very young child, my ultimate dream has been to go to the Olympics. And like, that's a super far out there dream. And I understand that. And like, I'm honestly okay if I try my best and fail. Like I have that dream for a reason. So I'm going to give it everything I can and everything I have for like the time that I'm healthy and the time that I'm able to financially or whatever. Um, And then after that time, I'm going to reevaluate. So I have like this top five year plan of like, once five years after college evaluate where I'm at if I'm not making a living or if like I need to readjust my path then I'll do that but for five years I'm going to like fully like dedicate myself to those dreams okay Um, and yeah so my dream my ultimate dream is the Olympics and then I would love to be able to like make a living and do beach volleyball professionally and whatever that may look like yeah why uh why five years where did you get that number from? Is that just kind of one that you, you pulled out? Because I know like everyone has a different timeline. So Jake Gibb, uh, his was two. When he and him and uh, Jane got married uh, and then he was like, all right, well, let's try this out. And so Jane kind of gave him a two-year window to <laughs> kind of make it work. And at the end of the second year, I think he got picked up uh, by Stein and they started traveling the world and he was winning uh, and making enough money. Um, and a couple of my friends, was it three years or five years by the time I'm 30, I'm curious. I'm always just so curious where people get their number from. Yeah. So when I first switched, like when I first transferred to Hawaii, I said five years then. Okay. And that would be like my remaining three years of undergrad and then have like two years after that. Okay. Now that I'm here, I'm like, oh, just keep pushing it back. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm like, the more time there is, like the more time there is an opportunity for it to, um, come to fruition. Yeah. Um, and I also would just say that's a ballpark number where it's like, if it's, I know it's not working like four years from now, then I'll, I'll also just say, okay, like this isn't working. Like I need to make a living. I need to do something practical for supporting myself and not have to like mooch off my parents the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Or, but then also like if I'm right on the cusp that five years, I'll be like, okay, maybe two more years. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. And, and I, I feel like that's a, a good approach rather than just like a really hard deadline. Uh, yeah. like, well, if I didn't do it by this quad, then I'm out. It's like, well, you're the third ranked team in the US and so maybe one more quad is worth it. <laughs> well, the five-year Olympic thing is not necessarily like the act, like accurate, but the five-year professional thing of like, if I'm not near making money, then I'm like, okay, I need to switch this you know yeah like at the one follows the other like that's fine it's just like the the professional one obviously has to come first right has your success against professional players so far helped you kind of like you mentioned at Hawaii you're saying all right you know five years I'll do three at Hawaii and two professional but you know you made the finals in Seaside um, and then you won Wapaka and you had to beat people who either their full-time job is playing beach volleyball or you've beat people who have made a plenty of main draws. Has that kind of helped you give you the confidence that like, yes, like this is very possible. I, I can do this. Let's maybe push that to another five years. Um, I 
think so. Like, I also have, like, not really analyzed this as well. Yeah. But, yeah, I just have, like, such respect for these players and, like, don't expect to win at all. And then I think beach volleyball is, like, anybody can win on any given day. And if you have, like, the drive and determination, I feel like that's another thing that just, like, separates someone who may have, like, the exact same skill as well as um, – Sorry, I just lost my train of thought. But, like, everyone kind of has, like, a baseline skill, but the fine-tuning slash, like, execution of those skills is what separates them. So I think, like, I'm still very raw on the beach. Like, I still feel like I'm just, like, starting because, like, in a way I kind of am, even though it's been two years. But I just see, like, the ceiling, and it's almost, like, so exciting to know, like, there's so much growth to be had. Um, and that if I can like hone in like the skills set that like indoor has given me, then like, I think it'll translate well on the beach and just hopefully like with my goals as well. Yeah. Being a, like kind of a, a beginner in something is the most frustrating, exhilarating experience. Cause it's so frustrating, especially cause you were at such an elite level in indoor, which is obviously a very close sibling to beach. And then, so I'm sure that it was frustrating just because beach is so different moving in the sand and the court's a different size and you have to do all these different skills, but then like learning is also such a blast. And I feel like you're just the way you're talking about your mindset. I feel like you have kind of a, a very good growth mindset that when you like learn something new, it's like, yes, like let's do that tomorrow. Uh, how has your experience been from kind of making that transition from indoor to beach uh, to where you are now. And even though you've been playing for just a, a couple of years, I think it's been pretty dang fast. Oh, yeah. So if someone were to tell me how different the two sports were before I switched, I honestly probably would not have switched. <laughs> <laughs> like have gone into it like completely blinded, like, oh, I'm going to move halfway across the world to play a sport that I never played before. But <laughs> volleyball in the name. So like it should be pretty like similar. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, that initial transition, I was like, what am I doing? Like, this doesn't align with, align with like my skill sets from indoor. Um, I'm, I don't think I've tipped like more than five times in like my whole career at college. (laughs) (laughs) Speed shots was like so new to me and it's still so new. I'm working on my different shots. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so the transition was definitely super hard at first to the point where I'm like, I don't like beach volleyball. Like I just didn't enjoy it. It was so frustrating. Like I wasn't having fun with it. And then once I kind of like started competition at Hawaii, as well as just like learned more about the game, I've started to have more respect and more um, just like sheer love for it because it's I think it's like one of the most unique games in the world just in the sense you can be on the beach playing in like beautiful weather um jump in the ocean afterwards and then just like tactically how the game's played it's like not only are you have do you have to be like super athletic to move around the sand but you have to really like fine-tune your mind and think about things in a methodical and almost like futuristic way of like anticipating what they're going to do next and uh oh if you just did this you should probably switch up your block call so like they you catch them off guard with what you've been doing so it's just like so much more than like mindlessly like okay make this pass go out oh the setter setting you now just go up and hit it as hard as I yeah. can 
because that was kind of like my mindset in indoor, especially like right. I was a freshman, so I didn't know. Like I just did what the coaches told me. I did what my other teammates told me, and everything's so exact in indoor. I feel like um, the form is this. Like if your angle's off by like an inch, you're like, okay, you know to fix everything like to a T, like of a formula almost where in where beach I feel like it's more subjective and you find kind of what is your style of play and like what works for you as well as like the fundamentals and mechanics are important but I feel like it's in a different it holds a different importance than indoor yeah that's so interesting that you are already kind of tuning into how important the strategic and mental side is because I feel like that's one of the last things to come around is to play like kind of figuring out that chess match, especially because indoor, like you said, you know, you were kind of, you were on the younger side at North Carolina. So it was probably like your setter was probably quarterbacking and your coach, you're probably just kind of listening and like getting up and banging balls. Like you said, um, where did you learn who kind of taught you the mental side uh, of the game? Or was that something that you just figured out that like, wow, this is a lot different. You know, I got to start figuring things out on my own here. Um, I, you asked that question and like, I can't really think of anything that comes to mind, but yeah. our roommates, like we just had a conversation last night about chess and how it paralleled to volleyball, beach volleyball. And so I think like that was a reason, like I also brought it up right now because it was like so fresh on my mind from okay. the conversation last night. But yeah, like those early days at Carolina, my motto was just like, see ball, hit ball. <laughs> <laughs> like nothing more than that went into the thought process. Yeah. But, now, like I noticed that like sometimes I'm thinking but sometimes I'm like why did I do that doesn't even make sense why I did yeah. that because like I didn't think about it and yeah. it's like, very different too because I would view myself as like a reactionary reactionary player and then indoor we would do like film sessions and I'm like if I focus on like what the other team's doing and like want to do what's like what works against that team like I feel like my level of play went down because I would be like more so in my head than just freely playing and so that's what I feel like I've been trying to balance is like the reactionary like share like trusting my body to do what it's supposed to but then also like in the middle of play like hey there is like the lines open hit there <laughs> yeah hey guys welcome back to Sandcast Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Maward are just going to take a quick break from our conversation to give you a word from our sponsors. Uh, just a big thanks to really everyone. Thanks as always to you guys. You're our number one, the listeners. You keep the show moving. You're the engine that drives this truck forward. So we appreciate you guys for listening. If you want to drop us a review in iTunes, we would love it or Spotify either way, uh, wherever you listen, if you could drop us uh, a review, that would be awesome. Preferably a good one, but you know what? Any review helps. We love honest feedback. You know, that's how we learn and get better. So, uh, that'd be great if you could drop us a review, but just by listening, you guys are doing uh, a, such a favor. It is so cool uh, to have you guys listening. So thank you guys to the listeners and thank you as always to our guys at Wilson Volleyball. They make the best balls in the game. You have to check them out. It's getting time for off season, which is about time to uh, re-up on your volleyballs. So use our discount code SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off of all Wilson products. All right, that is Sandcast-20 for 20% off. All right, so re-up on your Wilson balls today. Get ready for the off season, for the next season by Wilson. Give us a listen, uh, give us a review when you can. 
uh, on iTunes or Spotify and enjoy the show as always. I, uh, I feel like it probably helped that, you know, your first kind of beach experience was with, you were surrounded by a tremendous group of people to learn from. Cause I mean, Jeff Hall is a great coach and Evan Silverstein is one of my favorites. We had him on the show not too long ago. And then you played with uh, Ari your first year at Hawaii, oh, right? Yes. Ari was so helpful. I called yeah. her mini coach and same with the coaches. Like they're amazing. Um, Evan is like, has a fervor for the game. Like no other, like he's yeah. so enthusiastic and just passionate about the game. And like, I feel like I learned a lot from him in that sense of just like really loving the game. And then also, like you said, like tactically approaching the game. But Ari was like my saving grace my freshman year because she was because in competitions obviously coaches aren't allowed to coach you so like right actually was great but in competition I'd call Ari like my mini coach I just like look back and be like what am I supposed to be doing <laughs> and she would just tell me and then every play I'd be like eh, what am I supposed to be doing <laughs> <laughs> so she just gave me like so a lot of good feedback and information and just like really her experience and knowledge like really helped me um, just learn the game and yeah. Was there, did you feel any pressure going to a program as kind of prestigious as Hawaii is, as kind of a, a newcomer to the sport? Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Like I was so, so thankful for Hawaii because I felt like the coaching staff like believed in me before I like believed in myself as a beach player. And so when just like the recruiting process and having conversation with conversations with them and then them kind of getting to know me as a person, they're like, okay, like we think that you could do this. And like, I really wouldn't have probably made the switch if like they didn't believe in me, I guess. Um, so going out there, I was like, just so scared, but also like, faith is super important to me. And I felt like God was leading the way to that decision and that choice. And looking back on it, like it was totally like a divine God intervention type thing of him leading me in that direction. Um, and so just being there, I was like, yes, intimidating, but also I felt peace and like, I was exactly where I was supposed to be. Um, and all I was like hoping to do was just try my best and whatever the outcome is would be the outcome. That's such a cool feeling to have peace with such a big decision. Cause obviously that's a huge decision. I mean, you were going halfway across the world, you know, <laughs> however many time zones away from your yeah. family. Um, where else were you looking? Like, um, how did you end up at Hawaii? Cause I know you were an indoor player in North Carolina and a phenomenal one. And then you had a uh, concussion uh, which we can we can get into a little bit if you want. Um, but where? how did you kind of make that next step? What were your options? So I didn't necessarily know if I wanted to leave Carolina. And before like the NCAA passed the rules of like, you're allowed to enter the portal on your own and you don't need your coach's approval. There's like mm -hmm. the permission to contact thing. Um, I don't know the exact like legislature or like words. Yeah to describe it but basically <laughs> meant that I could keep my scholarship at Carolina while talking to other programs without getting like fully relieved um so I just made a list of like five schools and those being like Hawaii everything west coast so like California schools and Hawaii and there 
yeah, there was five of them. And I was like, coach, like, I don't know what this is going to look like. Like, I know that I don't feel comfortable or safe on the indoor court at all anymore. And like, he was very um, understanding of that. And if I were to stay at Carolina, I was probably going to medically retire and just become like, um, just one of the managers or something like that. Cause I still love the program and like wanted to be involved in any capacity that I could. Um, but after like I toured some schools at, in California during spring break. And then after that felt so lost because nothing felt right. Um, and also like the financial piece, like my parents were not going to like pay for me to go somewhere where like, I've never played the sport and like, like, they didn't have like a college fund saved for me. Right. <laughs> so um, that along with just like this year, like I just didn't feel at peace, like you said. So I thought, oh, well, this is it. Like, I'm not gonna play beach volleyball. Like I'm not gonna pursue the stream. And then I was like, but like, I guess I'll visit Hawaii. Not, not thinking that I was actually gonna go there because it was such a far jump that I was like, I've never even been to the West Coast aside from the <laughs> tour that I just had like a week ago. Yeah. So, like, from the west coast to hawaii in like two weeks and being like okay well let's go to hawaii <laughs> yeah yeah but the, the trip was very good and like um i just felt like a lot of peace about it and prayed about it and like god made it evident that that's where i should go and so i was like okay let's do it yeah where does uh that piece like what does that feel like to you because that's a big decision everyone i feel like especially because i'm like fairly christian faith-based as well so then i'm always so curious like what that feeling is like for someone else when they just know that it's the right decision even though it's obviously like a very big one you know that was kind of a turning point in your life um which is and it's such a cool feeling and uh, i don't know like what that is like for you where it <laughs> yeah i think it's hard to articulate and put in words but yeah. I would say like, like the Bible says, like it surpasses understanding. So it just doesn't make sense. And that happened a lot, like within my recovery process from like the head traumas is that I would be in significant pain and like also not know what my future looked like at all before like the, the um, piece of beach volleyball came into the picture. And I just like would feel like peace that surpassed understanding. Um, and not to say that it's like, I still would have anxiety. Like I would still be like stressed out about things but like I don't know I guess just saying the saying of like when you know you know yeah. and kind of like how it was for me yeah probably a pretty cool feeling to like make that move to Hawaii and get there I bet I'm sure that was just like such an exciting new chapter of life like different sport way different climate and different spot <laughs> geographically yeah, actually, like, the first year was such a hard transition. Like, really? I, yeah, I, I, like, nothing like that UH, like, it wasn't, like, me against, like, University of Hawaii. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just hated being there because I was so far removed. I said goodbye to my old life, which was, like, I loved Carolina. Right. I loved there like relationships are huge for me so like saying goodbye to those people that have been so formidable in my life thus far I was like devastated and then saying goodbye to indoor like having to watch it like the NCAA tournament go on all fall and not knowing beach volleyball just like being so lost in the sport and then we had like an off-season tournament against Cal Poly and that was like my first beach game ever and I just got 
literally like slapped. Like, <laughs> I <was> like <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling so bad. And then, um, yeah, just like kind of feeling isolated, like having to remake new friends and just not, I don't think I was fully recovered from my concussion as well. So it was just still just a super hard process. And like, after that year, I was like, mom, like, I want to come home. Like, I can't do this, what, what not. And then um, the following year, it was like night and day difference. Really? It was amazing. And it was like the best year. Um, yeah, made some amazing memories. Like, uh, the team was amazing. Beach volleyball started to click. Like, everything kind of just like fell into place. And I was like, okay, now I know that this was the right decision now. Yeah. But, like, in the year, I was like, <laughs> what <laughs> that's the thing faith is is like a waiting period and like you still have to have faith in those moments that are hard and like you want to run but it's it's not you that's controlling it it's like the hot god so yeah it'll- it's such a bummer that the season was cut short you guys were playing so well <laughs> and you you played such a different role uh on the team because your first year like we mentioned you were partnered with Ari who is maybe like one of the winningest players of all time at Hawaii and like clearly knows a ton about the game I think she was a volunteer assistant this mm-hmm. past year right okay so you still yeah. had your mini coach yes <laughs> <laughs> mini coach my actual mini coach <laughs> um, but then you were playing with uh, Maya Hanneman who was a freshman I think right yes um, so did you kind of have to adopt a kind of a leadership role on that on that partnership I know she's grown up playing beach so I'm sure her beach knowledge surpasses pretty much any other freshman in the nation Um, but it's a very different role for you to play going from kind of being led and taught to having to be the senior on the team and someone who has like a really good track record on the beach yeah I think her experience coming in like spoke for itself and she was very beach savvy and I learned a lot from her in that sense so I feel like we adopt both adopted leadership roles in the sense I was still learning some of the beach nuances and aspects of that game from her but then obviously I have more experience playing at a college level and having those high pressure moments and then also I think um, indoor versus beach like the mentality may be like a little different and I in, in the Carolina gym it was very like high intensity almost like um the whole team was kind of holding each other to like a high standard instead of like the coach being like on your butt you know it was like everyone was on your butt (laughs) so but people respected that they're like okay like like we're here to make each other better we're here to like bring each other to the highest level um and so anyone who would say anything to you you'd be like okay that's like where their um intention is coming from where beach i feel like it's more like a little more laid back in the sense of like just how you approach practices or games and it's like this is we do this because we love it and it's fun and it's not like an indoor as well but it's just like the two mentalities in my mind are like a little different so I think have that some of that intense side of like um knowing what my partner is capable of of and like wanting to hold them to the highest standard and I think Maya also like has that in her as well but like I wouldn't know how to balance like how do I be like hey it's okay versus like okay we need to do this and so I 
it was a learning part for both of us with communication style and just understanding how we both operate because ultimately like my goal is to be the best partner for you so whatever that partner responds to like that's what role I want to adapt to uh, and I think that's important across the board for like any partner is like your goal is to get the best out of them so like if you can do that in this way and it's not necessarily your normal leadership style or your normal communication style it's going to be most effective for them so like you acknowledging that and learning how to adjust and change to that I think is pretty important yeah do you think having an indoor background and having so many different teammates who need to be talked to in so many different ways do you think that helped you kind of figure out how to get the best out of just all you need is one you just got to figure out one partner in beach <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Um, I also was like a freshman the only year that I played at Carolina. So yeah. like I said earlier, I was just kind of like, a, I'm here, like, I'm excited. <laughs> like, just tell me what to do. And I was more of the like, um, follower per se. So there were the leaders and I would just say like, I was a good follower and I try to like lead by example in my actions, but not necessarily be vocal. Um, I would say I just developed like good relationships with all the girls and um if I said hey like I think this would work if you did this better like I would do it in that way instead of like let's go like here we go team like more yeah. relational side of things right. um but yeah I think it was very helpful to have um just even in club as well just in high school just having so many different personalities on a team and all working together to accomplish the same goal um, it's definitely like a good learning process for all aspects of life so after like volleyball's um over like that'll serve you well and if it's corporate life because you're able to work together with so many different personalities like to like i said achieve a common goal yeah it seems like you and Haley have figured it out pretty fast uh this partner thing um do you guys know if you're going to play together at sc or are you guys just playing together because you're roommates and you're obviously a fantastic team yeah, we've had such a blast just, like, be, not just on the court, but just, like, outside of the court. Yeah. We're very similar, and we have the same um, personalities and, like, humor sense. So it's just been a blast. And then, obviously, we're roommates, so it makes it easy for us to, like, go set up practices and drive to the same place. Um, and we do really enjoy playing together, and I would love to play with her in the spring, but obviously it's up to the coaches and – um, what they decide is best for the team and so I think we're both in that boat of like understanding like we're willing to accept whatever roles given to us and like do that to the best of our ability but it would be such a cool thing to play together for sure yeah well you're making a good case for it <laughs> I'm sure Dane's been watching like all right well it's working so far <laughs> but you uh after I mean so Hawaii you graduated right you got your bachelor's um and then you had another tough decision to make. Was it a similar, like when you chose SC, was it kind of a similar thing where you had peace in that decision? Like, I don't know if that was right away, if it was harder to go from Carolina to Hawaii or Hawaii to SC. Yeah. So originally I was like going to stay at Hawaii, but since I graduated, like they didn't have like a master's program that aligned with what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I was still like, I'm so far from home. Like, I, even still being on the other coast, it makes such a difference time zone wise because yeah. on my mom after practice and it not be like 12 at night. Or <laughs> I know. Um, so I knew like that 
aside from volleyball, I wanted to have a program that aligned with what I wanted to do and not just put all my eggs in one basket in the sense of, oh, I'm going to only make this decision based on volleyball. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was honestly like another crazy, crazy God thing and total peace about it. But Willa, who I'm rooming with now, was my first ever beach contact. She created the beach volleyball club team at Carolina. So okay. she started that. She like ran the practices. That was like when I first started um, just exploring beach. Like I met her. Uh, we actually met with like the head athletic director at Carolina to try to create a varsity sport so that I didn't have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why don't we just start a program here? Um, but that honestly or not honestly that didn't really work out so anyways I was like in the process of making this decision and I get a text from Willa kind of out of the blue and I was like and on this was on Monday and on Sunday I was like god like I don't know what to do like just like I pray praying for a sign praying um that he would show me where he wanted me to go and she texts me out of the blue and it's like, hey, Julie, like, how's season going? Like, how have you been? Like, miss you. And I'm like, oh, good. Like, it's been good. Like, how are you? Like, how's work? Because she was a year older. So she was like, working in one of the medical departments at Duke, I think. And she was like, works good. But um, exciting news. I'm starting a graduate program in the fall at USC. Or not a graduate program, a PhD. She's brilliant. So I was okay. like, <laughs> I was like, no way and in my mind before I got too excited I was like ah she has to mean South Carolina because no one from the right of a move especially like because Will and I are very similar where we're like kind of homebodies and yeah afraid to look back at my life and be like so much has happened but it doesn't really like align with like exactly who I am because I am such like a uh, a homebody per se and so I was like she has to mean South Carolina and then she was like no like I'm going to Southern Cal. I was like, you're kidding me. <laughs> I was like, that's insane. Was like a, a crazy, crazy moment. And I was like, I'm supposed to, for sure. Supposed yeah. to get There's your sign. <laughs> and then even after that, like it just continued to solidify, like um, Sarah, who I met at Carolina through athletes in action, which is like the Christian organization. Cause Duke came over and like also um, did like a night, at Carolina and I met her and we were just talking and this was right when I was like leaving for Hawaii and yes. she posted and was like oh like starting going to Southern California I was like Sarah no way <laughs> so then we connected and now we're all living together so it's seriously like such a god thing it's unreal honestly <laughs> that's awesome how big is this house I feel like it just keeps expanding in number of people it's five bed five bath so whoa yeah so it's actually like a super good deal for all of us being able to have our own space yeah i don't know if i've ever seen a five five before five beds five bath (laughs) that's luxury living for a college student (laughs) but you uh you mentioned uh that the kind of the olympics is your big goal and you get to live with someone who's going to the Olympics. That's probably pretty awesome just to just like have Tina around. And it's cool that she's back too to play uh, for one more year before the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's unreal. Like, it's so awesome just because just being in her presence, I'm like, this is inspiring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's just such a cool down to earth person as well. And then, um, 
yeah, so we all just get along super well. And then going down to the court, we played one time last week just because our schedule is aligned. Yeah. Um, but we obviously want to play, like, all the time. And just watching her play and compete is just, like, like, it's, like I said, it's just very inspiring. And, like, she also is very willing to, like, give feedback and advice. So just in that practice alone, like, she gave me information that I was, like, I never even thought about that. Yeah. So now, like it's just so awesome to like have a real model and like be living in their close quarters yeah now you have you have a not so mini coach at USC yeah. <laughs> <Big> coach. <laughs> yeah are you and Tina I feel like are you about the same height I feel like you're built pretty similar I think she's like one we talked about this the other day I think she's like a quarter inch taller okay I'm, Five eleven and three quarters, and she's six feet. Oh, you couldn't get that last quarter of an inch. I'm <laughs> the doctor. I'm like, please. Did my hair grow a little longer this time? Yeah. <laughs> it's always the three quarters. Yeah, I feel like she's like literally a perfect person for you to learn from, though, because um, you're like same height. That quarter of an inch makes a huge difference, but <laughs> same height, like similar game style too. Because I remember watching her, and she was like big physical blocker, like booming jump serve like you have although i think you probably have one of the best jump serves i've seen on the women's side of the beach <laughs> thank you but i do not think that <laughs> get it more consistent because like i will i'll have like on serving days where i feel like pretty comfortable and yeah. then i'm like it i just shouldn't shouldn't serve at all but <laughs> you have to so yeah that's my partner i'm like i'm sorry for this lollipop <laughs> <laughs> or miss <laughs> Did uh did someone did like Jeff or Evan did they kind of get you jump serving early just to let you know like what a weapon that is because I feel like that is just such a defensive weapon and when I first started learning how to play it's funny my my buddy uh, Joey Keener who was like my first coach uh, he was like listen your skills are terrible you're not gonna <laughs> win unless you can jump serve and I was like all right. So I just started hitting jump serve by myself and it ended up like being the best recipe for earning points. It's like, Oh, I, I don't really have to pass if I can just get an ACE. That's awesome. Yeah. Jeff always told and emphasized that serving is a weapon. Um, and I think from indoor, I would top spin on the indoor side. So like I was like more comfortable with that than float serving. Just yeah. because That's what I did. And so then coming over the beach, I was like, oh, like, what's the difference? Like, you obviously have to take into account the wind and, like, maybe lowering the toss so that um, outside factors can't, don't play as much of a role than, like, the shorter court and just fine-tuning it to the, the beach was, like, definitely a challenge. And still, I'm like, oh, like, I still don't feel 100% comfortable and that I have, like, the right recipe, but just continually continuing to uh just figure it out and um trying to find those nuances that better um work with the serve that's like my goal and then also my goal is to have just like as good as a of a top or a float as a top so that like they're interchangeable and whenever my top's off like my float will still be a weapon per se yeah float serving travels well long way out <laughs> well, is there anything in particular that you're kind of working on now and refining before uh, whatever the 2021 season will look like? Yeah, uh, I want to say all of it. <laughs> that's, that's like definitely not the best way to 
fix everything because obviously yeah. you can only focus on a, like one or two things during one practice to be most effective. Um, I'd say I'm really trying to work on pulling and making that decision and then okay. also digging the pull because right now it's like if I pull just hit the ball into the vicinity of where I'm pulling and you have <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I definitely am trying to work more on like the tortilla or whatever it's called and okay also I my dream has always been to like pokey and a pull too but that's okay yeah <laughs> Like more ball control with pulling and digging and then also shots I'm working on my shots <laughs> <laughs> i think it's always good to start with having a really good fastball like you do and then you can work in the change-ups yeah. <laughs> i think you went in the right order okay <laughs> <laughs> but uh i know that you have uh, a busy day uh coming up at usc so i don't want to keep you for much longer but is there anything else that you want to add or anything else you want to chat about that we haven't covered uh not that i can think of this has been a fun hour yeah it was great yeah. always great catching up with you you're always smiling always happy so always fun chatting with you julia oh thank you we'll have a have a great rest of the day uh have a good practice with uh haley and uh and big coach yeah, <laughs> and, uh, i'm sure i'll be seeing you soon enough yes in Clearwater. in Clearwater. that's right you're coming in this weekend what day are you flying in thursday okay all right, well, I will see you, uh, if not Friday, then Saturday and Sunday. All right. All right, see you, Julia. Travel safe.